Welcome to track number 15 of Tasters or Partakers. Amen. Amen. There are three ways to improve your faith in the ministry. How many want your faith? How many have realized that faith is important for life, for doing the works and all that? So now I'm now about to give you the three main keys. Okay, number one, faith comes by hearing. Amen. Amen. Now, you need to believe that what you hear, amen, has an effect on you. Faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whether you like it or not, everybody's hearing something and listening to it. Amen. Amen. The more you listen to something, the more you believe it. So now, the more you listen to the makane, the more you have faith for the ministry. So people who listen to the makane, have faith in me. The greatest example of this was a brother who did architecture in tech. And one day, he said at a meeting, he said, I do not listen to the Makane. I do not. Because he was in final year. So everybody said, so why do you not listen? He said, if I listen to that, I cannot continue my course. I cannot continue my career. He said, I've listened to it before. It has an effect. And I don't feel like doing anything in my career again. That's what he said. How many have experienced that? Yeah. If 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 you expose yourself to that thing, you're you're you are unable to do a lot of things anymore. They become useless to you. It's true. Especially if you listen to some things. Your visions, your dreams, your aspirations, they change. It, it has that effect. I mean, I've never met anybody who said, I do not listen. He was an elder on the campus. He said, I will not listen to it. I am afraid of this. When I listen, it will change my life. I've seen it. I've seen it. It will change all the things that I believe. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be afraid of it. Have you been afraid of it before? Come. Come. Who has been afraid of it before? Come. 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 Tell me. Here is the microphone. Here is the microphone. Because faith, it, it, it all demonstrates the principle of this faith coming by hearing. What happened to you? Tell us. Wait, somebody's going to give you power. How are the humming? Turn off something. Glory to God. Turn it off. Whatever you turn on, put it off. Okay, good. Now, is there any other microphone? Any other channel? Any other options? Other microphones? Hello? Hello? All right. Glory to God. Okay, you can stand right this side. Hello, hello. Amen. No, 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 you didn't say. It. Yes, go on. Yeah. Give her some violin, please. I used to listen to a lot of messages, and I used to, before the Macanet came out, I used to order a lot of DVDs and messages from England, and um, Brother I could send me emails, this camp has come out, would you buy it, and I'll place my order. And I remember one day he sent a particular email, and the title of that camp was, Pharaoh would hardly let us go. And when I saw that title, I said, I don't buy this message. <laughs> I remember thinking, this thing, if I listen to it, something will happen to me. I remember that thought coming to my mind. So I did not buy it. <laughs> but before that, anytime something came out, I was the first to buy it. But then I repented of that, and later on I got it. So... I, I know sometimes you can just look at a title and say, this thing, I'm afraid of it. And I've been there before. So, I think that's... Hello? Amen. Oh. My experience is actually the opposite. Every time 
I listen to a message of Bishop or a part of the Makane. I feel like my work that I'm doing is so useless. Like I feel like I have to quit my job as I'm listening to the message and just come and say I've come <laughs> to Ghana. So every sing- it happens every single time I listen to a message. I feel more and more like this work I'm doing is wasting my time, wasting my life. So I see it rather as a way for me to eat in order to do the work of God. I know that's a way for me to do the thing that, you know, I have to achieve. I don't see my work. And I never used to see my work that way because my parents are very much into, as my father especially, you know, have to do something with my life, something dignified, powerful, and all of that. But in fact, my work means nothing to me. As I'm standing here, my work means absolutely nothing to me. Amen. Amen. Um, with me, my experience is, my name is Nora. And um, every time I listen to Emma Kane, it has an effect on me. I start acting on it. Like, I listen to Look Phenomenon, and I became an evangelist. All I wanted to do is just talk to people about Christ. I started evangelizing at my workplace. I started getting in trouble. I had to quit my job. <laughs> and the second one that I listened to was, I think, 1,000 microchurches. And they sent us out to Leminster to start a church. And I just moved from where I was living to go and live in Leminster. So I was afraid of this particular one all out because I know <laughs> I knew if I listened to it, <laughs> that would be the end of me. So I was avoiding it. And just about two weeks ago, I started listening to it. And it was talking about um, entanglements. And I realized that if I were to go to school, because I was thinking of going to law school, I'm like three years, the loan and everything. So I'm not going to school anymore. And lo and behold, Bishop too was talking to me this afternoon and he told me that, you know, school, I should forget it. Cause if I want to do the work of the ministry, why entangle yourself? So I guess I'm done. <laughs> But I'm not saying you shouldn't go to school, you know. Don't, don't misunderstand. I mean, like, Bishop said we should, I shouldn't go to school. So I started to meet people and say, well, I didn't go to school because he said I shouldn't go to school. I didn't go to school because I <laughs> Actually, what I mean is I was struggling with it because I didn't know what course to study. I had no interest in anything. Yeah. So it, was, it made things a bit easy that probably that's not what I'm supposed to do. That's what I mean. Not that yeah. you shouldn't go to school. It's a personal thing. You know, God has a way of dealing with everybody. So that's not what I mean at all. All right. Just for the sake of those who may be listening tomorrow. I just wanted to say one thing. That if you do have a fear, I remember once you were saying that, do exactly the opposite. So the way I overcame that fear was doing exactly what I didn't want to do. So I don't know if there are other people like that who felt that way. But You know, when I had this camp, I just recently had a camp in a certain country. And the camp was entitled, Why Are You Not a Missionary? And a lot of the people, when they got into the room, they were shocked. You know, because they were, they were made. When they saw that, they said, my God, I've come to the wrong place. <laughs> they, they, were, they were shocked. And they said, my God, I've come to the wrong camp. <laughs> Why are you not a missionary? But they were, they were okay, you know. They were okay. Yeah, they, were, they were happy. They were happy after. You get it? Don't, don't be afraid. Are you afraid? No. Is there anybody else who has been afraid of the Makana? Come and tell us. See, I'm explaining what faith comes by hearing. Give him the microphone. Yeah, I was recently listening to um, Sacrifice, and um, I got confused. But as of now, I don't know what to do. I have so many thoughts running through my mind. I don't know what to do. And um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm called. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I know I'm ready to do the work. But um, I don't know. The messages are very powerful. By the... <laughs> By the time you finish listening to it, 
you have different, you know, perspectives coming to you. And that's, that's my problem. Good. So that is it. God, God speaks to you, and uh, you got to obey. But you see that it has an effect. You know, that's what the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Whatever you hear, you, you believe. So there, there, are, there are messages that inspire you to work for God. There are messages that give you faith that you can do it. There are messages that give you faith that in spite of your problem, you can also do something for the Lord. Different things you believe, little different things. Some of the other messages, like on the, during the impartation services and so on, you have faith that you can overcome. You, you, you'll be able to make it somehow. Isn't it? So, you know, you have faith in the anointing. Whatever you listen to, it just has a way of making you believe gradually. So, what you need to do is to keep listening. Instead of running away from things, just keep listening. And also, you know, pray. One day, one of our pastors, he was, uh, he had heard the word of God so much. And um, he was going, if, if the word of God was teaching him to go right, he was going left. So, one day we had a meeting. And uh, there were a whole lot of young people. He was one of these stagnation pastors. So, there were a whole lot of young people, about 24 of them. And they all turned to him and they started asking him. Why? Where are you going? Don't you want to work for the Lord? Why are you going where you are going? Because he was a lay pastor. He was just going along a certain line. And they were, they were amazed. I mean, I didn't tell them to ask him. I, I was just, it just happened that they all just turned on him. You know, so after I called him, I said, you come, come to me. I want to drive with you in my car. So I drove with him in my car. I went home, I went home with him and I was talking to him and I said, look, I know, you know what you are going to do? I'm going to buy your ticket to go to that place. But I want to ask you to do something. Because I'm not against a lay pastor, what he's doing. May you find what you are looking for. But I said, pray always for the grace of God to help you. When you are in a difficult situation, and it's not only that, many things in life, in the ministry, are not easy for us to do. So that's what we call about the grace of God. Bible says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. Sometimes there is a grace that comes suddenly you are able to do what you could not do before. You could not do it before, but now you can do it. God gives you ability. So whenever you see something, no, I cannot marry. I cannot stay in this. I can pray, God, give me the grace. To be able to do your will. Not that I, I believe I can do it. You can't. You see. So when you stand and you say that I'm in difficulty. Pray for grace. Grace is like help. Angels are brought in. God may send an extra angel for you. Well, like three angels have been assigned to come and move around certain things. Some ability comes in. And you are able to do what you couldn't do before. This is what you must pray. So I told the brother, pray for the grace. So when he traveled. After some time, uh, he was struck by the grace of God. Suddenly, he turned around and called me and said, Please, I cannot do anything in this world again, except that I want to work for the Lord. And I said, ah, After you've gone far and you have gone to, he said, Look, I, I, I cannot, there's have no interest. At first, I didn't believe him. But every time I saw him, he kept saying it until I finally accepted what he was saying after some long time. And I said, okay. Because he was really said, look, please, I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand it. I can't. Do, I don't want it. I just want God. Today he's in full-time ministry working very happily and very well. He has abandoned all that was so precious to him that 24 students were begging him and asking, what is wrong with you? So I believe in the grace of God. Anytime somebody is doing something and can do it, the grace of God is helping him to do it. When Abimelech took um, Abraham's wife, uh, and he, 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 he was about to sleep with her, they were 
bathing her, which I didn't bath, shaving her, all kinds of things, trying to get her ready for the king. <laughs> yeah, they were preparing. <laughs> I remember like I was about to enjoy Sarah. God appeared to him in a dream and said, Whose wife have you brought to the house? And he said, Is this person's wife? Oh, I didn't know. Then the Lord said, That is why I have prevented you from touching her. There again, you see that even the fact that you did not commit fornication, it was a grace. And not that it's like, I'm the type. You are what type? You are what? Chale? You are joking. That's why I said, I'm a virgin. That's why I say the virgin. Virgin what? Virgin what? Virgin witches. Stubborn virgin. Terrible virgins. Virgin pride. You may be virgin, but it is not that you were principled, you were base, you were that. It was grace. And then maybe you did not, you were not a virgin. Maybe that grace also was not given. You see, let's say, take uh, when Moses was passing through. He said, See, Ammon, pay transportation and pass through. Buy food. When he asked them, they, they sold food. Moab, the same. Uh, Esau, the land of Esau. All those places. But King Simon of Heshbon. He said, no, 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 we will not sell any food for you. So the grace for going freely was gone. Now it's fighting. And there will be grace for fighting. So some things God has not allowed you to have. Some things he has allowed you to have. Something he didn't protect you from. Some things he protected you from. I'm telling you the truth. You may not. No, that's why anybody who is ascribing things to himself or herself. It's a mistake. It's, it's a grace. If God has kept you standing on your feet, Charlie, it's called G-R-A-C-E. Grace. Amazing. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved like me. I was, was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. There's a verse in that song which says, "Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my really how precious day that great the grace appeared here they are." I first be, but this song, this is not the verse. There's a verse Uncle James told me about. That's my favorite verse. Do you want to know that verse? That's my favorite verse. What's the next one? Yeah, this is my. This is the verse. And the favorite line is Uncle James, who he, he opened all these amazing grace verses, and he showed me this part. He said that. It is grace that has brought me safe thus far. <laughs> and grace will lead me home. This is the, this is the best verse in the, in the song. Twas grace, tis grace that has brought me safe thus far. And grace will leave me home you are not in the same key that we are are you you are not in the same key 
Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe as far, and grace will lead me. It's grace that has brought you safe thus far thus far to this camp to this day to this era to this time in your life it's grace that has brought you safe thus far and grace will lead you home grace and I can remember where I was sitting in Osu in Uncle James' house when he showed me. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. I believe grace will lead me home. I believe grace will bring has brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. Amen. Wow. Do you believe in it? Do you believe in the grace? Hallelujah. All right. So faith is something. Give me a bit of volume on this one here. Amen. That you need. And hearing helps you to really develop your faith for the ministry. So that is the first way by which your faith can be developed. Amen. The second way by which your faith can be developed is by what you see. So faith comes by hearing and faith also comes by seeing. It may not be explicitly written that way but it is implied. In Matthew chapter 14 Peter was walking on the water and the Bible says that when in verse 30 he saw the wind boisterous. He was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. His faith failed him and he began to sink. But what made his faith start failing when he saw the wind boisterous. A few days ago, I was going to board a plane. When I came to the boarding gate, the aeroplane that we were going to sit on, they had removed the nose of the plane. That place, it was gone. Hey! (laughs) and they announced that yeah they announced that they are our aircraft is under maintenance and I saw that the the nose of the plane has been removed I don't know where they are taking it to they are now coming to connect it and when I saw the nose of the plane was not there I was imagining that this man is going to bring a spanner to come and fix the nose of the plane. Will he fix it well? So just what I saw was now affecting my faith. And it was bringing all kinds of fears and questions. So when we took off with this plane whose nose was removed but was brought back 
I'm faced with a spanner. I look at the plane and I saw that the plane was very dirty. Very old. An American plane. When we landed, I heard a certain sound. I've never heard it before in a place. <laughs> Have you seen when a shock absorber, when a plane when we land and the plane start the wheels and say, hey! Could it be that also the wheels were removed and fixed back just before we took off with the spanner? Hey! So, Peter's faith was greatly affected by what he saw. And what we see in our lives is greatly, greatly affect, it greatly affects our faith. Very much. Now you see somebody who looks, I was telling some people they, they look, you sound like you see somebody in full-time ministry. The person looks very sad, very poor. Look at it, you say that your faith for full-time ministry gets finished. All the faith you develop from the Macanay hearing is removed by what you see. We see one person, though, the faith from several, seven camps that you listen to can get finished. <laughs> when you see the person, your, your faith can get finished by what you see. It's true. One day, I went to visit a certain sister who was sick. She was very ill. So I sat, I was with her in the room. I sat on on her bed and I was talking with her. And I I come as a man of God to heal her, to pray for her. So as I sat on her bed, either I was sitting by the bed or on the bed, I looked at her face and I looked into her eyes and I saw something that I've seen in people who die on the ward. I saw it in her eyes. If you've been in the hospital, you know when somebody... What's that? Hello? Are you okay? Yeah. I saw in her eyes something that I know she was dying. My heart sank. My faith was going down. Because I have not, I know that. But I remember some years ago when I was a new medical student. I had not been on the world before. I was doing biochemistry and so on. A friend of mine came to call me that her father was on the ward, very ill. So when I went to the ward, I saw the father. When I saw the father, I prayed with her for her father. Then I came back to the basic sciences block and went into a room that they used to develop photographs, which has no window and no uh, which has no window, only a door, no light. And I entered the dark room and I prayed powerfully. And I told her, your father will be okay. So the next day, we went to look for her father. When we got there, the bed was not there. Not that the person was not there, the bed was not there. I didn't also know what it meant. I said, where is, what is happening? So it was later that I found out that he had died. Later on, as I became a medic, more medical, when I went on, I saw that same scene many times. Every time you see that scene, you know the person will die. The, the way the patient look exactly with the drape, this, this, you know, oh, this one is finished. So you begin to develop faith of, in death that this one is dead. Yeah. Wow. By what you've seen. You've seen this, you've seen this, you've seen this, you've seen it. Because what you've seen, you know that this is how it becomes. So I look at this girl's eyes. And I took it and I said, ah, her eyes had a way, there's a way that it looks. See that the eye, you know that this person is going. Then as I sat by her bed, I put my hand 
on her. Actually, I could see on her head some bumps. Then I put my hand on her head. Then there were some bumps like this, like craters all over the head. Then she looked at me and said, Bishop, are you afraid? You see, man of God, now they ask, are you afraid? And how can you say you are, you are afraid? I said, oh, no, how? God is going to heal you. God is going to heal you. So I prayed. She died that night. Screaming. She screamed. And she screamed. Screaming. She died. She died. Screaming. Shouting. Until she was dead. I don't know if it was that night, but within the next two or three days, she was dead. Hey! So you see that at a point when you see something, now this thing, even though you've prayed, see that what you've seen has removed your faith. That's why for me, a medical doctor to be on stage with another medical doctor, we are having miracles that we actually believe in. It, it, it is, it is, it is, it is a really a miracle. Because it's difficult for us to believe. You know, there are some people you don't even believe. Oh, what you've seen. You've seen this. Ah. So, faith is affected. So, sometimes God doesn't even allow you to see certain things. Sometimes if you want your faith to be, you shouldn't even look. You shouldn't even see. Yeah. You want to fly in peace. Don't look. Just sit down. <laughs> yeah. Have faith. You cannot add one cubit to your life by being worried. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So faith comes by seeing. When they saw the wind, when, when the Israelites saw Goliath, hey, he said, no, just come. Only one person will fight and then that will be the end of it. Whoever wins, you are the owner. No problem. If I die, I die. It was bigger than everybody. <laughs> when the people saw him, they were afraid. Not that Goliath preached to. Goliath didn't preach. He was just standing there. He said, you come and fight with me. He didn't say, God will do this, this will do this, this will do this, this will do that. When they saw this. The... Is it not true? Sometimes when you see a, a man of God who has fallen, it, you feel that your faith for the ministry will go down. Even your faith in men of God will go down. When you see this, when you see this, you say, hey, this, when you see that, say, hey, when you see this, hey, everything we see affects us. Oh. That's why sometimes when you are even close to somebody, you see that it can even affect your faith. You struggle to believe. When the person says, God is good. <laughs> Because the person who is telling you God is going, you know his problems. One day I was, I was, somebody was advising a sister about something, something to do with marriage. And she said, she said oh, but Bishop too has problems. Because she has stayed in my house before. That was my mistake of in allowing her to stay in my house. She said, Bishop too has problems. I said, oh, is that what she said? <laughs> That's why sometimes as men of God, we don't welcome you to visit. Bishop, can I come and see you? You cannot come. See me here. This is the end of where you can see me. When you come, I realize that you also say, Bishop too has problems. Oh! I shouldn't have allowed, I shouldn't have welcomed you to be near me. Yeah. So that's why you see, when, like how we preach, I finished preaching, no then, Pick the thing. Away. I will not even stay here. You will not see where I'm staying. You will not see where I'm staying. You will not, you will not see where I am. Hey. I'll be somewhere. Bye-bye. Then, morning, limousine. Here's I ride. Mystical. I come like that. Number one, this, number two, number three. When we finish, then we go. Not if I will come with people from where I'm coming, you never you will not see me to interact with me. If you are coming to sit in my room and I'm chatting with you and relaxing with you, 
Then later you tell me that I also have problems. Your mouth. One day I went to a restaurant with some uh, people. And then I was eating. And there was somebody there who has not been eating with me before. Then later I heard the person saying something. Say, ah, it seems you are quite difficult eh, with food eh. I said, Oh, why do you why do you say that? Because when I when the food came, I said, Is it cooked or something? I said, take it by said, It seems you are fussy. I shouldn't have made you sit by me. So that you are now making comment. Hey! Bishop, he likes okro. Hey, I shouldn't have made you sit by me so that you see that I like okro. <laughs> Your face. I, he likes rice. He likes rice. Every day, rice. Ow! Ow! Sister Nora, I shouldn't have let you sit by me. Hey, Bishop likes granite. He likes granite. He likes granite. One day that you see me eating granite, you say, Hey, Bishop, he likes granite. Ow! That's a lot you small. And I says, Oh, Bishop, one day I was going to eat with some people. Then I look at them, I said, No, these guys, they are not correct. <laughs> As I, will not, I will not eat when they are here. I said, all those who want to eat a bunobunu, <laughs> do you know a bunobunu? <laughs> all those who want to eat a bunobunu should own up. And all those who want to eat this, all those who want to eat. Then, when I selected them, I said, okay, you, you, and you go. Go and eat a bunobunu. <laughs> That's how that you shouldn't come close to see. You say oh, the person too is a human being. Yeah. Person too is a human being. So the person she has gone to do her hair. She's gone to do this. She's doing this. She's doing this. All those human things. The person is also one. Or you say the person is going, has got a running stomach. Running stomach is part of life. Who has had running stomach before? Raise your hand. Stand up if you have had one before. <laughs> oh! The man of God has got running so that one too. If you have a stomach, you can run. Is there anybody sitting down that I cannot see? No, anybody who has not had, we want to see that person. Do you want a break? You need a break? I'm three steps to increasing your faith for ministry. And I've just done the second one. When I do the third one, then we'll take a break. Okay? Okay? All right. Number three. Sit down. Faith increases by practically doing things when you use your faith. Luke. Nineteen. It said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive himself a kingdom to return. He called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. And he said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message 
after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, that he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by by what? Trading. Trading. How much what? Every man had gained by trading. How much faith you had gained by trading. How much more of your gift has increased by trading, by using the gift that you have been given. Amen. You have gained by, by what? Trading. Then came the first thing, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful in very little. Have thou authority over ten cities. Amen. So, whenever God gives you faith, or you get faith, you start with a certain amount. By practically doing things, you have faith. You see, for instance, I remember when I had never prayed for the sick and ever called for testimony to come forth. It was very, 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 very difficult. Hey, the first time I did, I sat down with Pastor Big Daddy after. We sat on the stage and, and he said, it's a good service that we did, but the tension is too much. <laughs> we sat on the stairs together and we said that it was a good service, but the tension is too much. <sighs> you pray for peace. Oh, I mean, it was the most difficult thing for me to start doing that thing. Praying for people sick and getting testimony for people to testify. When I was going to do it again and pray for people outside my church, the devil said to me, you, you have been tuning people in your church to psychologically believe in things. But now, you now have a chance and you are going to be greatly embarrassed in this church. I tell you, that day I fasted from the morning to the evening. My lips, my tongue, everything, nothing, I mean nothing. When I went there, I was preaching, as I was preaching, Throughout the message, I was hearing the boy. Today, you will be disgraced. Don't try this thing here. You've tried it in your church. Don't try it here. You are going to disgrace yourself. You are preaching a nice message. That is the main thing people want. There's, don't take this thing further. You are going to embarrass yourself and spoil everything. There's nothing you can impress anybody about here. Hey! I preach. I try to extend the sermon so that the healing time will not come. I extended and extended and I realized that no. Now extension cannot work again. You have to end. So when I ended, I did altar call for salvation. When I did altar call for salvation, then something said, sit down now and don't destroy. You have made a good impression. It's, it's enough. But I said, no, I will do it. So I prayed for the sick. Three people came to testify. One man, he had a finger like this. He said, it's called trigger finger. The finger was bent like this. So he couldn't straighten it. An elderly man. I mean, not elderly, but. And I remember how he came and said, You know, I could never. My finger is here. Two or three other people. Hey! I went home to eat. Wow. Alexander the Great, his soldier said, We want to go back to our wives. I said, I want to go to my wife. Comfort. <laughs> Then when I traveled abroad, I went to South Africa, the first church I ever prayed for in Musasono's church. The devil said, this thing is Ghanaians who are deceived by what you are doing. Outsiders cannot be deceived by it. But I prayed. That's when I saw somebody without uh, tubes. Tubes cut off here and here. Three times. Four surgeries. To remove the, the tubes four times, four ectopics. The said the person himself who did it when she went with the that she's pregnant. The man said, "Look, I say I did the surgery four times. You have no, you have cut off everything. You have nothing. You cannot be pregnant." 
she gave birth without tubes, a womb without tubes. A year later, she was standing there with it. She said, I felt it in me. Said, ah. There was a child. He had undescended testes. The testes was, testicle was not there. You know the balls? There was one. One was not there. For they have tried, whatever, it wasn't there. I prayed for the child. They came, I remember, I laid hands on it. She went out. The testicle had come. She brought the child. She brought the child. I was standing on the car park when she brought the child. I thought she was, somebody was coming to attack me because I was in Soweto. You know, and then she came with her child. She said, you prayed, man. I just went open. The thing has come. Look at it. Yeah. And the devil was telling me, don't try these things. Psychological tricks you are doing in Ghana, they will not work here. They will not work here. But you see, as I kept gaining, as I kept trading, it became easier. And it became easier and easier and easier and easier. Because you gain by trading. Even, even though you have it, you have to gain, increase what you have by doing it. And, and a time came when I could actually be praying and recognize his presence there for healing and recognize he, the absence of his presence. That I know that he's not there. It's not, there's no miracle here now. Don't even try. I mean, you actually gain by trading. Wow. wow. So you sit there and say, well, God has sent me to the mission field. And right here in Jersey City, you can do nothing. Yeah. Have done nothing. Never can do it. What going across the ocean is not going to make you a missionary. It's not going to change you into anything. Yeah. If you don't actually use what you have here for us to see practically that there is something that you can you are doing, going to any country is not going to do anything for you. So better get to the job here and gain by what? Trading. Gain faith. Increase your faith by trading. And you will see that a great blessing. Is coming into your life. How many realize that your faith in the ministry is increasing? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Just ask God to speak to your heart. How many are going to increase your faith for ministry? Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.